Jose Abreu signs a three-year, $60 million deal with the Houston Astros. The pole ads make a change, and Wilson Contreras, his fit with the Twins. So much coming up on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, November 28th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker, three seasons hosting a daily podcast on the Minnesota Twins, now four off-seasons and four seasons, four off-seasons writing about the Twins at twinsdaily.com. So much to get to today. Jose Abreu kind of breaks the market. In some ways, three years, $60 million. He's going to Houston to play for the World Series champion Astros. Wow. Jim Polad is handing day-to-day duties to his nephew Joe in the Twins uh, ownership group and analyzing Wilson Contreras and his fit with the Twins, whether I think the catcher, the standout offensive catcher, would be a good investment for a team in need of a backstop this offseason. Jose Abreu, I thought was a really nice fit for the Twins. Uh, you know, when they moved on from Gio Urshela and decided ultimately that Jose Miranda was going to man third base, I think it, it opened up an opportunity to sign a first baseman. And maybe there's still that opportunity out there. Maybe it's Josh Bell. Maybe it's J.D. Martinez. I don't think he can play first. But maybe it's another big bat in a different way and a, a first base DH type. I thought Abreu fit, fit great with this team, though, out of any of them. I think... To have a run producer like him, and Nick Nelson wrote about this uh, eloquently at twinsdaily.com last night, the Twins have missed Nelson Cruz ever since the minute they traded him. He was such a prolific run producer in the middle of their lineup. They've missed that. They've missed that guy. It, th- thought it was going to be Correa. It was for half of a season. Thought it was going to be Byron Buxton. He just doesn't play enough to be that guy. And With runners in scoring position, he struggled in 2022 injury related or otherwise they need somebody who can drive in runs at a at an efficient rate I believe Jose Miranda can be that guy I believe a healthy Alex Kirloff can be that guy but not not a rookie or a second year player they need an established veteran who can drive in runs and I'm not somebody who sit here and say the RBI stat is so important like I I don't think it is but I think there's value in someone like Abreu who his whole career is hit with runners in scoring position, he knows how to go the other way. He he will take what you give him. He was patient in 2022. I thought Abreu was uh, was an awesome option for the Twins, especially after they traded Gio Urshela to the Angels. It didn't happen. Three years, $60 million, $20 million a year to go to the Houston Astros. I think it's a, a good get by the Astros. I mean, fills up a, a need. Yuli Gurriel is a free agent. Abreu just slots right in, in the heart of that lineup that's already so, so tough. Abreu's old. Like, I think this is going to be his age 36 season. So this is age 36 to 38 on this contract, and his power has already been declining. He hasn't hit velocity as well. Certainly red flags in his profile, but I believe that Abreu is going to be very good in 2023 for Houston. I think he's going to have a similar year to the one he just put up. The other two years, I don't know. And maybe it's not a wise investment, but – 
the Astros, <clears throat> excuse me, they know what they're getting with Jose Abreu, and there's absolutely value in that. I think uh, I think Abreu made a lot of sense for the Twins, and I'm I'm slightly disappointed that that didn't happen. But he he signed early. Like we know that this front office is is going to wait, and I think with Abreu as it is with Contreras or even with Correa in some ways. As the later the offseason gets, the more likely they are to sign those players. And Abreu signed pretty early. You know, it's still November and he's off the board. We'll see what happens on the first base market. But Jose Abreu to Houston, that was, uh, I mean, it made sense from day one to go to Houston. I, I thought World Series contender, how about World Series winner? First base is open, proven that Houston, bang, match made in heaven for those two. It would have been fun for the Twins to take him from Chicago. It would have been super fun. But it's not happening. Joe Polad is taking over day-to-day operations for the Minnesota Twins from Jim Polad. Here's from the Associated Press. Minnesota Twins owner Jim Polad has handed day-to-day operations of the club to his nephew, Joe Polad, the third generation of family leadership of the franchise. Jim Polad announced the transition in a letter to staff on Monday that was made public by the Twins. This part's interesting. He said he will remain controlling owner involved in Twins and Major League Baseball business. He will be, Joe Polad, will become executive chair and president and CEO, Dave St. Peter, and president of baseball operations. Derek Falvey will report directly to Joe. Joe's 40 years old, and he spoke with the Star Tribune. Had some interesting things to say. He said he wants, he, he thinks he can be an executive who relates to the players because he's younger. He said he doesn't want to be a dorky owner. I don't know what this means, to be honest with you. I don't know if this will change anything. I don't think anybody really knows if it's going to change anything other than the Polads. I would guess not. I would guess that Joe Polad handling day-to-day operations, I think Jim's still going to be involved. Will there be a shift in spending, a shift in free agency, a shift in trade? Maybe. What I will say is you know, I think everything I've heard and everything we've seen in the last handful of years under Derek Falvey and Thad Levine is Jim Polad has been willing to spend, right? He spends in the middle, in that middle tier for where the twins market size is. Would we love for them to spend more? Yes. Should they spend more? Yes. He's right where the market size is in terms of payroll. And I think he's given Derek Falvey and Thad Levine more wiggle room than maybe Terry Ryan even wanted. I think that's what Jim Polad has done. I don't think he's a very hands-on owner. I think, you know, when I listen to him talk and when we hear from ownership or the execs, and this is just what I what I see, you know, the, the quotes we see and the interviews we see, it doesn't feel like he's uh, he's got his fingerprints all over every move the team makes. I think last year when the Twins signed Carlos Correa, it sounded like, Polad said to Falvey and Levine, are you excited about it? Then do it. And that's a great, I think that's the best way for an owner to be. And hopefully Joe Polad as the day-to-day guy just becomes that and becomes somebody who's willing to go that extra mile. I want to see $150, $160 million payroll in 2023. So I'm hoping, like fingers crossed, maybe this this changes something. But I don't think it will. Uh, It's interesting though that this is the time for that and we'll see any ripple effect. I think this is something we'll analyze post action rather than just on the day because we haven't seen any of those those changes yet if there are any to come. Wilson Contreras, is he a good investment for the Twins this offseason? Does he make sense to fill that hole at catcher as an offensive first weapon? We're going to break this thing down from all angles after this word from 
BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Again, BetOnline.net It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis this season. It's so easy to use on the mobile device. I prefer the desktop just because I like the big screen. I like to see what's going on. But whether you have an iPad, a phone, a MacBook, a, a Dell, whatever you have, Microsoft, you can use BetOnline.net, and it's so easy to use wherever you want to use it. So head over to BetOnline.net right now for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. For your second listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Wilson Contreras, his fit with the Twins, whether this makes sense for them at this point with a need at catcher. Dan Hayes reporting today, I believe the article dropped this morning, I read it when I got out of bed, that the Wilson Contreras is a target among the catchers the Twins are looking at. And they're focused on a catcher. It sounds like it's going to come through free agency per Dan's reporting. Wilson Contreras is the best catcher on the market. And I think when you look at him, he's the best free agent catcher, unless I'm missing some in the last couple of years, since Yasmani Grandal went on the open market. And he's probably looking at a similar deal, although you know you could argue Contreras has been more valuable offensively. He is 30 years old. He's going to be 31 in May. In the last five years or four years combined, Dating back to 2019, he's hit 249, so he's a 250 hitter, but on base percentage at 350, slug 467. That's an OPS plus at 119, so 19% better than league average. And for a catcher, that is absolutely tremendous. For a catcher, like that's that's where his value lies, that he is a catcher. But there's there's this sense that is he really? How long is he going to be a catcher until he's an everyday DH? As an everyday DH, a 119 OPS plus is good, not great. As an everyday catcher, that is great and borderline outstanding. That's outstanding for an everyday catcher. Of course, the flip side of that is, what's he like defensively? He's a poor pitch framer. He's not well regarded behind the plate. Defensively, I don't think he's some butcher behind the plate, but by no means is he thought of as a good or maybe even an average defender as a catcher. What we did see is Gary Sanchez improved. He had a terrible reputation. He comes in, thought he had a fine year defensively. Wasn't good. I thought he was about average, and the numbers will tell you that. Gary Sanchez had about an average year defensively, and actually the Twins were 12th in defensive F4 from their catchers out in the whole league. Out of all 30 teams, they were 12th, so they're in the top half in, in wins above replacement defensively from their catchers. I thought Gary improved. You know, Ryan Jeffers is a solid defensive catcher. Guys love throwing to him. Maybe you can help Wilson Contreras improve defensively like they did with Gary Sanchez. That's a possibility. With Contreras, it's it's pretty straightforward to me. He signs a four-year deal. I think he's going to sign a four-year deal. Maybe similar to, to Grandal, but $480 million, $485 million. Check out the Becker median on this one as well to make sure uh, I'm in the right range. I think four for 80 is about right for him. And 
this is a this is a pretty standard free agent contract where I think you're going to get most of your value out of the first two years from a 30-year-old catcher. I think you're going to get your most value from him in 2023. He was a four-win player last year for the Cubs. I think you can project him to be a four-win player again in 2023. There's not going to be this big drop-off, I don't think, just because he crossed that that 30 mark uh, on the age range. But he's going to provide a lot of value on that deal, I believe, in 2023 if he's healthy this year. I think he's going to provide a lot of value. And I would guess that he's going to provide a lot of value in 2024. But beyond that, that's the that's the question mark. John Becker has him at four years and 80 million in the median. So I promise I didn't see that. That's just what I thought. Four years, four years, 80 million. It just seems it seems like the right number for Wilson Contreras. That's 20 million a year for who would be their primary catcher. 20 million a year doesn't sound like a lot to me. That That doesn't sound like a lot. I don't think it would be a lot in the first two years. It might on the back end when he's like an everyday DH. I've I've, I like Wilson Contreras. In the last two years, he's averaged you know four wins above replacement at Baseball Reference, eight wins above replacement combined in those two years. There are some durability questions. He only played in 113 games this year, 128 last year. But there's going to be durability questions with a lot of the market. I mean, Carlos Correa has durability questions as well, even though he's just put up back to back full seasons. Contreras can hit. He can hit for power. He had 22 home runs in 2022. His his batted ball data was outstanding. You know, 90th percentile in hard hit rate. Expected Woba, 94th percentile. Expected slugging percentage, 85th percentile. Big time power. And I think he would play pretty well at target field. Pull heavy, 40% pull. MLB average is 37%. I think Wilson Contreras, well, in his career, he's about league average in terms of pull and push, but in, in 2022, uh, 40%, so he was above league average in that season. The Twins do favor him. Matt Trueblood wrote about this at twinsdaily.com. Right-handed grip and rip, and I think Wilson Contreras is that guy. They've they've liked guys. If Wilson Contreras was a straight DH, I think they'd be interested in him. But the fact that he's a catcher, or at least viewed as a catcher for the first couple of years, that I think that even increases the fit here between the Twins and Contreras. They need a catcher. They don't have anybody in the org who can back up Ryan Jeffers. And for Contreras, it's not a perfect fit. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a perfect fit because Jeffers can hit left-handed pitching. In his big league career, he's well above average against left-handed pitching. He's really struggled against righties. If Contreras was left-handed, it would be a perfect fit, I think. Left-handed, great fit. He's not. He's right-handed, and he's good against righties in his career. 250 hitter. 788 OPS against righties, but against lefties, he's he's very good. 267, so 270 OPS at 866. More power, more on base, just better against left-handed pitching. If he was left-handed and he crushed right-handed pitching in the same way, this this fit would be outstanding between the two sides. But it's still good. I think it's still good. Do I think the Twins would be interested in somebody like Wilson Contreras? I do. I do. I, I think... Like I said yesterday, and we're we're discussing Kodai Senga and his fit with this team. I don't think there's any free agent on this market who fills in the the mold of it's late in the offseason. Everybody's gotten their guy. I'm sitting here. Nobody's giving me a four-year deal for 80 million. Who's gonna give me this deal? And the twins on the other side are sitting there. Oh, we missed on Correa. Abreu's in Houston. Rodon signed with the Rangers. Where are we going to spend this money? Where are we going to invest? We don't have our catcher. Oh, Wilson Contreras is out there. Let's bring in Wilson Contreras. I could see that happening for him 
more than anybody and certainly more than the top of the market. Like among the top free agents, I think it's most likely to happen with Contreras. Like Judge, it's not going to happen. Correa, it's unlikely to happen. Trey Turner, no. Bogarts, probably not. Swanson, no. Rodon, no. Like it's just for all the top free agents, I think Contreras is the one who sticks out. And with Senga, and I did look, there's no signing deadline for him. I guess that would be unfair. I said it yesterday. Maybe Senga has a, a deadline because he's coming over. He doesn't. That would be unfair. It'd be like the MLBPA would not like that. Wilson Contreras, Kodai Senga are the two who could be sitting there late in the offseason, but I think it's Contreras by a mile. And I think it's because teams don't view him as a catcher. Uh, that's that's going to be the biggest knock on, on Willie is, do teams view him as an everyday catcher? defensively is he good enough to do that on an everyday basis and teams value that I also think catchers just don't hit in general catchers don't hit one side of that is that's great that Contreras can because you're going to have the best or the second best to JT Ramuto hitting catcher in baseball but there's also the well yeah well 25 starting catchers can't hit who cares if ours can hit Right. That's it goes both ways. Who cares if our catcher can hit? Nobody else's can outside of a handful of teams. So we're not going to invest a bunch of money in Wilson Contreras. I would argue he gives you excess value at the position offensively. And if you're going to miss out on Correa, if you're not going to sign up Rayu, you're getting that excess offensive value out of the catcher spot. You need to find it somewhere because if Kyle Farmer's your opening day shortstop, I don't think he will be. I don't think he will be. I'll stand by that. But if he is. You miss out on Correa, you're not getting a lot of excess offense at a lot of spots. Jose Miranda is going to be an above average third baseman offensively. Luis Arise at first, he just doesn't have the power. He's a batting champ, but he doesn't have the power. And there's questions across the outfield. I don't think their corner outfielders by any means are offensive juggernauts. You know, Trevor Larnick, Max Kepler, Alex Kirloff, Matt Walner. Maybe one of them will be, or two of them will be, the young guys. But right now, that's not excess offensive value. In center, you don't know what you're going to get from Buxton. Polanco, you get excess value at second base offensively. That's really the only spot we're looking at here. DH, I mean, who knows? Like DH is going to be a revolving door. You're going to get excess value out of the DH spot. You can get it out of catcher by signing Wilson Contreras, and I think it's it's a possibility. I'll be interested at the end of the offseason. Wilson Contreras is just, I'll be so interested at the end of the offseason to see. If Correa's not on this roster, Bogarts is not on this roster. You know, Rodon is not on this roster. If you tell me that those three are not on the roster, I would say I think Wilson Contreras will be because they have they're going to spend it somewhere and they don't have enough holes to fill to go spread it around in a bunch of different places. They have to have at least one big ticket addition. They have to, or else it's going to be four, five, ten million dollar additions, which is possible. You can, Omar Narvaez for eight you know a reliever for i don't know michael fulmer for seven it adds up elvis andrews and fulmer or uh farmer is your utility guy elvis andrews for for nine and then all of a sudden it's adding up and adding up oh we'll get jd martinez he's gonna dh there we go let's go play ball it adds up it adds up in a hurry and especially on this market it looks like it's gonna add up in a hurry but if you tell me that rodan bogarts and correa are not on this team which is most likely in January or February, whenever they're off the board, but you don't tell me what happens with Wilson Contreras, I would say I think Wilson Contreras is going to be on the Twins because I think one of the paths here is you sign Contreras, okay, you miss out on Correa and Bogarts. Shortstop is either Farmer or, I don't know, Andrews. 
Iglesias. I, I think at this point it's Farmer. He is, by definition, at the top of the depth chart. We miss out on those guys. Okay, one of the routes is let's go sign Contreras. We're going to get one of the better free agents on the market, the best catcher on the market. We got Contreras. All right, let's go sign Nathan Yavaldi. Let's go sign uh, or Andrew Heaney. Uh, let's go trade for X player, X reliever. And, and then it starts to cobble together, and it's it's adding those wins to the team. We got Contreras. We got Yavaldi. We got a, a reliever, you know, right-handed reliever from somebody. We made a couple trades. Kepler's not on the team. We got some prospects. Whatever. Whatever you do that doesn't involve Correa, Bogart, Swanson, or Turner, I think could involve Wilson Contreras. Rodon, you can make the same argument for like, oh, it, it'll probably involve Rodon. The problem there is I, I think his market is completely different from Wilson Contreras. I think a lot of teams would want Carlos Rodon. I think a lot of teams would want Wilson Contreras. Don't get me wrong. It's just trickier because I don't know how he's viewed across the league as a catcher. And it sounds like maybe he's not viewed as an everyday catcher from a lot of front offices. Maybe that's where the twins find that that way into the market where they view him as an everyday player. Or they view him as being able to catch 100, 120 games and Ryan Jeffers takes the rest or Jeffers DHs against lefties and Contreras starts or Contreras DHs against lefties and Jeffers starts. There, there are different things you can do. Contreras is essentially stepping into the Gary Sanchez role, but he's going to take on more of those starts because they both hit left-handed pitching really well. Like I said, you can start both of them against lefties. You can start Kyle Farmer at short, Contreras at catcher, Ryan Jeffers at DH, and those three all hit lefties really well. I'm not saying I'm going to be okay if the Twins miss out on Carlos Correa. I will be. I will be okay if they miss out on Carlos Correa when they likely miss out on Carlos Correa. I'm not going to sit here and be happy about it. I'm just looking at other guys here who I think could fill in if that does happen. And I don't see a scenario where it's Correa and Contreras, as the, uh, I can't remember. Who, who the Cubs radio radio guy is, Wilson Contreras. I'm not saying it's going to be both of them, but if it's not Cray, if it's not Bogart, it's not Swanson, I think Contreras, there's a decent chance we'll be on this team at the end of the, at the end of the offseason. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Lockdown Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Thank you so much, Mitch Haniger, JD Martinez. What's going on Wednesday? How would they fill some holes on the Twins or fill in some roster spots where they need some upside? That's coming Wednesday. Join me then. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And as always, go Twins.